back to another episode of Anchored Together where we discuss business, exercise, parenting, life, and everything in between. I'm Megan. And I'm Trevor. And today we're going to talk about how to use the anchored mindset when setting your goals for the new year. So we just had our first seminar of the year last week at the gym. Um, we're recording this on the 11th. Yep. So it was you know, uh, a few days ago and we basically wanted to tie in the anchored mindset into new year goal setting. Um, a lot of it ends up coming back to the overarching theme of moderation, but we figured with this podcast, the first one of the year, first one in a while, <laughs> we're going to um, break down the three pieces of the anchored mindset and then give you a few examples of how each can carry over into goal setting. The other thing that I wanted to just caveat this whole podcast with, caveat, caveat, I don't know what it is. You all know what I mean. Um, Yes, it is the 11th. We're already a little bit into the new year, but that doesn't mean that you can't set your goals now. It doesn't have to be January 1st. It doesn't have to be this big, huge thing on January 1st. It's the new year. Got to do a new me. That's not... Right, and not to to mention, you're going to hit a goal eventually and then you have to set a new goal so exactly this is just something we can add to the toolbox for every time you set a new goal so um you know one big thing we always talk about is keeping our goals realistic um and just not trying to do anything crazy um when you do set a goal whether it's uh nutrition training could be yeah life relationship, work, whatever it might be. So hopefully these pillars can be used to set us up for that. Yeah. So quick reminder of what the three pillars of anchored mindset are. We have mindfulness, sustainability, and keeping it simple. So going back to mindfulness, it's just understanding why you're doing something and not just doing something to do it. That kind of goes back to what I just said about January 1st, need to set new goals. That's not being really mindful. That's just like, you know, oh, it's the new year. I have to set new goals right on January 1st. Being mindful is also taking that time to be like, okay, we're a little bit into January. Let me sit down and actually carve out some time to set my goals for this next year. Yes. And I think one thing that, you know, needs to be taken into it is understanding why you're doing something. Um, it, it makes the goal need to have a better reason. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to exercise and eat better for abs, not saying it's shallow, but it doesn't really hold up when you start breaking down the whys behind it. Right. If you want to eat better so that um, whether you can like look at so many things that don't come up right away, like your your skin like quality, mm-hmm. like your complexion, um, yeah. your, your digest, yeah, your energy levels, your digestion, like you could feel less bloated, yeah, um, <clears throat> all kinds of things like that when it comes to exercise, right? Again, do we just want abs and biceps or are we thinking about bone density and mm-hmm. muscle mass through aging and being able to not get hurt on the job if you have a physically demanding career? Right. So the more you can stack a quality why behind it mm-hmm. the better right um and i think the knowing or understanding the why behind it makes sense so for strength and conditioning when you lift a weight and you 
um, participate in resistance training, you're damaging the muscle. It then needs to recover to become stronger than it was before. So if you're setting a goal where you're doing the same thing, like working the same muscle every day to an extreme intensity, you're never going to recover. You're actually going to feel worse. Right. Um, the mindfulness side of like the nutrition could be, you know, if you want to lose fat, lose weight, you need to eat less calories than you burn in a day. Um, it's not just cutting out a bad food or something like that. If you know the why behind it, you can now say, okay, I need to figure out how to portion the foods that one, make me feel good, two, that I enjoy to eat, and then mix that together into that portioned out plan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to add to mindfulness? No, I was going to say, how would you take mindfulness and make a... A goal right now. A goal right now. Okay, yeah. so um, in like October or November, I would love to do a weightlifting competition. I haven't done one in probably a year and a half now. It was like September of 21 I did my last mm -hmm. competition. Um, and the understanding why I'm doing something, it's a quantitative goal for me. So I want to be able to see progress when I do it. So knowing this, I have to take the other factors at hand, knowing I need to string together probably three to four months of practice. So that way I can actually um, do the competition and see a better result. So for me, just doing the competition and checking off like, I did a competition right. isn't good enough for me. I need to pick up more weight than I did the last time or else... It's not worth it to me. Right. It and, doesn't feel and like a not, true goal. Yeah. And I don't want to set that as like a standard. Right? right. But that's just the way my brain works. And I'm mindful right. of the fact that if I don't see that progress, to me, it's not worth spending three, four months right. um, really grinding myself down. Right. To do exactly. It. Yeah. You're not just signing up to do the competition yeah. to do it. Mm -hmm. You want to do it and do it well. Correct. And to do it well, you have to peel back those layers of, okay, like this is what I need to do yeah. to accomplish that. We actually had our, I'm sure we'll do another one on it, our goal setting as a couple and a business mm -hmm. the other day. And we actually broke down like what I needed to do in order to do that. And basically it comes down to from now until like just after Memorial Day, I can train, I don't want to say as hard as I want to, but with no limitations in that sense. Yeah. And then once July, August, September hit, um, the facility is not cooled by air conditioning so whatever temperature it is outside it is inside in the summer so i need to know those three months yeah. will not be training hard for me so i need to make a really long-term plan around the fact that in summer i get very tired because it's very hot yeah which actually was gonna kind of segue into our next pillar of the anchored mindset which is sustainability so we can kind of keep running off of your example of this competition and the sustainability of this goal mm -hmm. and that is like taking that long-term approach of okay we're setting goals for the new year right so if we're gonna make this goal for 2023 we need to then peel it back to see how am i going to make this goal sustain through the whole year yeah it's not a goal that you know I'm going to hit and I'm going to hit it right away. And that can even go back into nutrition and weight loss, right? Like if your goal is to lose weight, well, that goal is way too broad. Right. Like let's think of, I hate to say it, a number that you'd like in that 
that weight loss goal and then peel that back and how can you safely achieve that goal in the long term being mindful and then like what pieces are going to allow you to achieve that goal yeah and so sticking with your example of a weight loss goal and sustainability we can then kind of fork off into two things you can look at um stats and research and what's been proven to help you do something sustainable Mm -hmm. and the numbers i always come back to are um if you change your body weight whether it's plus or minus by 10 percent, you then need to chill for a little bit and let your body to learn how to be there Mm -hmm. so we're just gonna use the number 100 if you change the body weight from 100 pounds to 90 pounds, mm-hmm. you then need to like take a pause and let your body learn how to be that. If you change it from 100 to 110, you still need to do that because some people do want to gain weight for either sport mm-hmm. or aesthetics, whatever it might be. Yep. Um, and that's not sexy. Right. Um, the other stat that comes with that is it's recommended whatever time you take to get to that weight, mm-hmm. you stay at that weight for. Yeah. And then the third one will be... Um, try, don't eat with the intent of changing your weight for more than 12 weeks. Right. So if you look at these three pillars for sustainability, right, we have 10% of your body weight, mm-hmm. then the one-to-one ratio of changing your body weight and staying there, yep. and then 12 weeks, I hope I didn't say 12 months the first time, 12 I think weeks, you said 12 weeks, 12 weeks um, worth of changing it. So... That means if you have this crazy goal to change your weight in the new year, mm-hmm. let's say you do the best case scenario, the January, February, March, you lose 10% of your body weight. Congratulations. That means April, May, and June, you need to practice to stay there. Yeah. That then yeah. means July, September, October, you can try to change your body weight another 10%. Mm-hmm. And then October, November, December, you would most likely want to stay there. Now, this doesn't mean this is your template for 2023 because you could lose 10% of your body weight in eight weeks. Right. And then you would stay there for eight weeks. Or you could um, only lose 5% of your body weight in 12 weeks. Keep going. But then you still need to stay at, Mm -hmm. you need to then learn how to stay at that new body weight after dieting for 12 weeks because it is a stress on your body. Right. Um, And that's... A lot to kind of take in in one little blurb, but it just goes to show how sustainability plays off of a bunch of things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's go back to your example of um, the weightlifting competition and the sustainability of that. Mm -hmm. You kind of touched on um, one key part of that for you, which was the not training as hard in the summer months. What's something else that like you can look at? almost today yeah. that's going to help you reach that goal in October. So I know that right now if I come in um, five or six days a week, mm-hmm. I can do snatch and clean and jerk every day and work on the technique because I can do it more frequently. Mm-hmm. And if you practice something six times a week, you're going to get better at it than if you're only doing it three times a week. Right. So what I can do from now to then is not worry necessarily about how much weight I'm using, but come in and practice the movement over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. It would be like a golfer going to um, like a simulator in the winter, like a bunch of times during the week hitting 50 balls and just practicing on like one club a day. And then in the summer, because those workouts, I don't want to be in the gym cooking, I just come in, work on some simple strength stuff, keep the lifts at almost like maintenance, Mm -hmm. and then after the weather gets better, you know, ramp it up again after that. 
And then the other sustainable thing, which I know you work with a lot of people on, is kind of the like your emotional or psychological component of it. So mm-hmm. when we're talking about all these numbers you have to do to hit a goal, cool, but like if you don't like a certain food, you don't right. you don't need to eat it. So right. it's about, you know, finding out like which way to do those numbers mm-hmm. you can do with the most enjoyment and then for the longest amount of time. Right. So what's kind of like something you talk with people about to help them figure out like what their like preferred way to do something is. So as far as like, I know you have a few nutrition clients right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure they're not eating the same things or setting the same goals. No. You mean amongst them? Yeah. Yeah, So, so like, um, I know we have one client who's doing like a monetary reward for hitting their goal. Mm-hmm. But then another client is doing uh, like trying a new recipe thing yeah. or something like that. So go, go into more detail with that. Yeah. So it's actually funny you say that because I feel like um, I do have a mon- someone who's doing a monetary, someone who is doing more of a recipe and exploring more with nutrition, which I think is a great goal and reward system. And then I actually have someone who got more stressed out about thinking about trying to reward themselves. So we've kind of backed away from that and achieving the goal itself is the reward gotcha. and being consistent itself is the reward for that yeah. person. But again, like I feel like that's so <clears throat> mindful. That's awareness, that's self-awareness and in taking that time to realize what is going to motivate you and what is going to propel you forward in in those goals. And I know from what I've heard, you're, they have like, um, whatever the goal for the week is, there's a percentage of... It's a 75% consistent... Goal. Consistency so, with that goal. Yeah, so 75... Those goals. So they, 75% they of the time, they they try to do, do the goal 75% of the time. Yes. That gives you like room for error. Correct. Which means you can keep doing it. Again, that's another form of sustainability. Right. And like if you mess up once, it's not game over. And it's... And I don't even like to think of it as messing up it's like you know some days some life happens yeah and that is like one i feel like my biggest phrase that i say to people is life happens sure you cannot have something sustainable if you don't allow for life to happen perfect that makes a lot of sense because it's just it's one day you might wake up and you might not be in a great mood and mm-hmm. you don't want to do x y and z and if you yeah. don't allow yourself to have those days Again, it's not going to be sustainable. Right. Because you're not going... It's that all or nothing mindset of, well, today I didn't hit my water goal. I didn't feel like making a meal. I didn't have veggies with this and all these different things. So I feel like when you take those little instances into into account, it allows you to have those days. And then so going on to the last one, the keeping it simple. I think that um, you spoke on it at our seminar, the beginner mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, will t- I, I, and then later I spoke on the same topic in the sense that a lot of people take a beginner mindset as um, you need to do like the easiest version of something mm-hmm. or the level one, but it's actually the way you look at stuff. So it right. be... Every time you do something, um, try to be as aware as you can, like it is the first time. Yeah. And I think that's a very 
kind of simple way to look at things, mm-hmm. um, especially when, like you spoke about, like life's stressors being there. So we need to be able to have that goal that is simple mm-hmm. because when you do have that bad day, yes, there's sometimes you won't do it, but on some other days, it'll be easier to hit that goal. Right. And um, what are some of the examples of the goals that people are doing? Um, in my nutrition? Yeah. So, so um, most people have some sort of a water goal. Yep. Um, and the biggest thing is it's individual to each person. So like if, if someone, like I have a 40 ounce water, yeah. I, my goal personal is to hit, to get two of them. Right. And if I get a third, it's even better. Yeah. And so, so for you, how about, how big is that water again? 40 ounces. 40 ounces. You carry it with you everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. It's on you. I don't think it can get much simpler than that. Right. You just you, It's there. You drink it. Yeah. Um, I know one client's working on portioning carbohydrates. Everyone at this point is, is working on um, a serving, one serve. One serving of a carb. Yeah. So the first week was identifying a serving of a carb and how much carbs you actually have in your day. Yep. And then the week after, yes, was having one serving of carbs per meal. Meal. And you're not having them use like a table with the grams to ounces calculator. No, what are no. you doing for that? Um, for the actual carb serving, I am having them either eyeball it with their palm because yep. that is a serving of carbs is the size of your palm looking at if they're having <clears throat> pasta looking at the carb serving size which is an easy way to do yeah. it um keeping it as simple as, as possible. possible the serving size because, on the box is yes. just how much you eat right and some things will be a slightly different but mostly just trying to eyeball the it. law of averages it'll end up working out yeah um, and then, so one thing I saw the other day, I've been so meaning to like share this with as many people as possible. Um, the owner of RP Strength, uh, Nick Shaw, shared an infograph on um, control and like what we control in life. And I yes. think when we talk about keeping it simple because life's stressors are always going to be there, this infograph really hit me. So he, it, it was, it's one of those ones where it's like a small circle and it gets bigger and bigger. So the first tiny circle are the things that you control. And it only has three things in it. It's how you spend your free time, Mm -hmm. your actions, and your mindset. Which is funny going back to the anchored mindset. Um, And those three are cool, but the level that hit me the hardest was actually the second level. And these are the things that you influence. So you do not have true control of these. And when I read this list, I kind of had like a wow moment because it's your daily environment you think Mm -hmm. that like you can put yourself in your house but right like things can happen someone can visit you phone calls a glass could break glass could break things like that okay your schedule you could set your schedule Mm -hmm. but someone could skip a meeting you could hit traffic on the way to something um Mm -hmm. etc 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 um your health we think we have control of our health. Right. We influence it. So all the eating, sleeping, exercise, vitamins, it's going to influence it, yeah. it in either a positive or a negative way. But when we truly like can look at whether it's genetics mm-hmm. or environmental, meaning like somebody sneezes on your face, you pro- might get probably going to get sick, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Um, and I think that... When you know that your health is something you influence but you don't control, um, it ties back to everything else we do. We need to be like a little bit more simple about it because you can have this really elaborate 
plan and like take mm-hmm. the perfect vitamins and measure mm-hmm. everything. And but like I said, that meal time, meal timing, mm-hmm. right? And then, like I said, your toddler comes home and sneezes, <laughs> sneezes in your face, face and then <laughs> then you have three weeks of like a borderline sinus infection, right? You know what I mean? So um, when you keep it simple, right? You don't have to like let all those outside factors affect you as much. Yeah, you don't have to like pivot hard. <clears throat> right. It's more of that nice little curve. Yeah. Like it's not a hard pivot or a hard right. left or a hard right yeah. because you're taking all of those things and you're rolling with the punches yeah. a little bit more. Right. Because like it's simple. if you said like one hour before my workout, I need to eat this much oatmeal right. with this blah, blah, blah. Or if you're just like, hey, like a little bit before I work out, I need to eat some simple, I need a snack. Some simple carbohydrates yeah. and... Like if you have an hour, you can eat a little bit more. But if it's like five minutes before and you just have like half a banana, mm-hmm. like you can you can pivot around life around you changing. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that oh, I love how you and just so said that because it's it so simple. true. Yeah. The simpler you can keep things yep. that you can control, yeah. your mindset, the the more those things that you influence will be easier to be influenced. Right. Yeah, correct. I guess as simple as that. It is. <clears throat> Yeah, so we hope you enjoyed kind of us walking you through how we would set some goals, anchored mindset way. Yeah, and we're going to take this kind of template of a podcast and apply it to a few other things. I'm going to apply it to how I write the workouts for the group training here, Mm -hmm. how I write workouts for my performance academy, so like athletes in the barbell club. Mm -hmm. Megan's going to talk about it with her pre and postnatal clients or just yep. general PT clients or even her um, like wellness coaching. Yeah, we're really going to drive home the anchored mindset for you guys. So that way you understand it and, yeah. and can apply it into your own life. Right, I think the more examples of it we can give, the more you can continue to apply it to other aspects of your life. Absolutely. So. So thank you all for listening to today's episode. As always, you can find us on Instagram if you search for Anchored Fitness or Anchored Together Podcast. And if you like this episode, make sure you share it with your friends and family or whoever you might think like it. Um, Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, all those good things. And make sure, like I said, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, be someone's anchor tribe.